One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. A little bit earlier on saying we'll read out there quickly again yeah so she said wondering what your thoughts are on Facebook slash Instagram memories my boyfriend posted up a group throwback from when he was in Thailand in 2018 two of his friends and his ex of five years were in the picture now I understand he had a life before me and all that but I just can't help but feel so angry about it why choose the one that she's in to share surely there were other ones that he could have shared I'm not usually the jealous type and he's never given me reason to doubt him but I'm just wondering what you guys think. He's currently ignoring me for getting upset. Now, she has said she's with him two years that him and his ex had broken up six months when they got together. So not a huge amount of time. Would that be rebound? I hate to say it. I know you're listening, Ali. Is six months? After five years? Depending on how many people he has slept with within that six months. Like if he went crazy... Riding all around him afterwards, maybe. Then he's fine. And maybe it's fine. We got that out. Of the but system. if he hadn't, oh, depending was... on how they broke up. Like if he broke yeah. up with her, he does. It's not a rebound. If okay. he broke up with him, maybe. Girls usually end up breaking up with the guy. I'm just saying they do usually. Uh, they're together, yeah. So six months after, and then they broke. They broke up, and then six months later, sorry, she got with him. He hasn't uh, brought her up as such, but he has kept various birthday presents from her, like a watch he always wears. Oh, I, I, I just think that. if it's a good watch, you're not going to get rid of it. If someone bought me, like if, if she bought him a Rolls, uh, not a Rolls Royce, that's a car, uh, a Rolex, you're not getting rid of that. Now I know it definitely didn't happen, but I'm just saying if it's a nice watch, you're not going to get rid of a nice watch. And lads will just see it as a thing. Okay, honestly. Probably won't see, we don't care about sentimental things. He just likes his watch because it's a gadget. He just likes his gadget. He doesn't care that it's from her. Okay, honestly. Answer this honestly. And don't yeah. be doing the lad, oh my lad, oh. Let's, 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 let's. You're with your fiancé a long time. Yeah, you're, too long. You're, you, you got engaged, mm-hmm. you proposed, you did all mm-hmm. that, you bought the ring, blah, 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 right? She breaks up with you. You're mm-hmm. devastated. She had bought you a Rolex, right? At some stage. Maybe for a big birthday. Maybe it was your engagement present. Yeah, which I and never you wear got, it, by the way. You never, you never got it, but say you did yeah. and you wore it every single day. Do you then take it off, never wear it again, or sell it? Or no, do you wear I, no, it every day? I, I'd keep it if I loved it. Now, I'm not a watch person, but hypothetically speaking... If you were a watch I think, person... I think I'd keep it. Wait, would that not remind you of her every no, time you're wearing it? No. Really? I don't think so. It would be a reminder. What's that whole thing anyway? If you buy someone a watch in a relationship, you're calling time on it anyway. That's a real bad omen to buy oh, a... is it? Yeah, you're never meant to buy a watch. Oh. you buy someone a watch, the relationship's over because you're calling time on it. But no, I would. I, I don't think I'd care. So you continue wearing it? I would 100%. If it was a Rolex, yes. So you're with a new girl and it's like, what? where's yeah. that? That was my engagement present from my ex-fiance. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly, yeah. 
And it would be a reminder of, uh, uh, the, you know, it would be a reminder of how much time you've got left. You said you wasted 10 years of your life with that idiot and now you're free and go and seize the day. Oh. And it would be a constant reminder that, you know, life is short and you got to maximise your time here on planet Earth. Would you not sell it? No. And buy your own one, maybe? Oh, no, I don't think so. If it was a nice watch, I'd just see it as a watch. Really? To see it as a guy, like... I'm not a sentimental maybe, kind of person. See, maybe girls are different. Like if we got, as I said, a nice necklace or a bracelet that cost a lot of money, I couldn't wear that again. I, I'd probably keep it in a, a jewellery box or sell it, but I wouldn't wear it. But I don't think there's, there's, there isn't a male equivalent. Men don't have jewellery. But a watch has function. A necklace doesn't have function. You know what I mean? A yeah, necklace you, is... You do look at your time on your phone. You're not using your watch. Guys just like the feel of a watch on the wrist, I think. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, it can t- tell the altitude on your fancy watch. You're the not air pressure. checking that. Like, oh, let's just, uh, we're still at sea level. Happy days. Well no, done. No, it's weird. I'm sorry. You know, guys don't have very sentimental presents. We don't have jewellery. You Okay, you, you bracelets and... and yeah, we I don't know, even for the have braces or rings. We we don't. But I don't have no an issue. No one cares about men's feelings. This I, is the point we're getting I said, at. I don't have an issue with a, uh, a computer or even your camera stuff. If she got you that a watch camera, is I kind of care. a computer though. Yeah, but if she got you a camera or yep. a TV or something, it just doesn't have the same kind of sentimental value. It doesn't. I'd love to. I'd love to hang on to it and just to wind up the new girlfriend. Because that'd be crack like just to see how they react. But then she'll dump you and she then won't. you'll be dumped she'll again. She'll be all like, yeah. I'm like, I'm only messing with you, relax. Yeah, she, no, she'll have a meltdown because she'll be like, he's still But it'll be funny, you'll put it up on TikTok and then you'll be all like, get loads of views. She'll be like, grand job. Um, Melissa's gotten in touch. Good evening, Melissa. How are you? Uh, for some people, it is a deal breaker. I would suggest both should make a list of things that are deal breakers and compare them to avoid future fights. Oh, that's a good idea. Melissa sounds like she has done a course in mediating or is in HR <laughs> and has had this issue before going, now, now, No, she's clearly now. a couples counsellor. That's or, what she is. Or a teacher. She's like, come on in here now, Simon. <laughs> and come on in here now, Mary. You're having problems. No, it is a good idea though. I, I totally agree because it's really interesting when you get into a relationship. You know when things are going good and you think, oh, we're both kind of similar in personality and yeah. all the rest. And then you find out one of you is mental. <laughs> literally would get annoyed about anything and everything yeah, yeah. and you need to definitely nip that in the bud early on because some people don't have a jealous streak in them others have an outrageous jealous streak in them and you need to exit ASAP but when it comes to this kind of stuff I'm sorry whether you think it's crazy or not if they're not going from zero to a hundred you know she could be burning and stuff mm. without just going listen I'm not happy with that but once she says she's not happy with that you take that on board whether you take it down or not you go sorry for upsetting you I will think twice about doing that again right she's not saying remove it immediately and never yep. speak to the girl she's doing it in a sound way well she says she's doing it in a sound way there's, there's what people say and there's what people have actually done well I just think if you have an issue whether it's silly We've all been there where we go, I know this, I shouldn't say this, but like this really annoys me. And you take that on board. Even if you're telling your friends they're crazy. Barry has take said. Take it on board. Bunny boiler. Paranoid. Checking his phone. But you see, I always think guys that are like that, right, are up to no good. And Which, then they put on this facade where it's like, oh, she's the issue. She wants to check my phone. She's this, she's that. When actually, he's like, thank God I'm making her out to be a bunny boiler because I've, I'm actually doing this on the side. Do you know what I mean? There I, are guys like that. I can, but I have never been in a relationship where someone has needed to, or wanted to check my phone. And I have never wanted to check her phone, ever. That you know of. <laughs> she has been checking your phone when you're in the bathroom, 100%. No, because I have the phone with me in the bathroom. Why do you do that? You Just, take the phone. No, okay, that's when you're doing number two, but when you're having a shower. 
You don't take your phone. Well, my phone's waterproof. So it's in Do there you as really? well. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't. So you leave it in the yeah. in the room. So she's yeah. checking that. The second you have that shower on, she's like, Grand, I've got five minutes. I shower with the door <laughs> open though. Doesn't matter, you I'm can't hear an eye on her. You can't hear anything. Hey, put that down. No, I've never been in a relationship where I felt the need to check somebody else's phone. And I and I think if you're doing that, it's it's well passed over already, if that's the level of trust you have for each other. But and just like, you might no want point. a sneak peek, just have a little look, see, you know? Why? Who is he talking to now? <laughs> Just you know, if things are, are quiet. Are you that bad a girlfriend that you fear that he's already playing somewhere else? I just think you know, if he's putting up throwback pictures like that, you should probably check his phone. She could be a control freak. Maybe she was better in bed. These are the important things. For See, you to talk this about. is the kind of That's attitude from guys that girls don't need when they're anxious about this kind of thing. Um, I agree with Cormac it's perfectly good if he likes the picture of wherever he was see there you go maybe it was just a beautiful picture of Thailand Robert thank you for sending that in it's just an old photo you just don't know it guys though like if I was saying this about how do you go from a quick throwback photo to he's riding her no I'm not saying that but I'm just telling you that now if I if I said this to you off air right if I was like oh yeah my friend someone we both know uh, do you see the picture he put up his ex was in it The straight straight away you would go Oh, that's if what it, he's trying to get her back. If it was a group photo, I'd be like, so no, honest to God, two friends I'd be like, her. no. I know you well enough, you'd no. go, he's clearly trying to get stuck into her again. No, he's not. You would. Depends on where the photo was taken, how long ago it was. Thailand. He, exactly, Thailand's lovely scenery in Thailand. I'm sure he took many a picture. Maybe he didn't, because some guys are terrible with their phones and documenting their memories. Girls online. are not. Maybe she took the picture, but she's not in it. And that's the main thing. Okay, what else do we have in here? Just saying. Right, okay. Look, Ali, what do we what do we give advice on? Like, I personally would be really upset. You don't really want to be sitting in silence at the same time, especially if you're living together. And okay, she should just horrible. post a picture of her ex online. No, that's childish. Now that is an eye for an eye. That's just do that. Happy days, job done. Post that's a picture childish. of your a group photo with your ex, and then job done. Because you don't. She doesn't want to. She's with somebody now and she doesn't want to be throwing up past photos of her. Maybe ex. she doesn't have an ex because she's never had a boyfriend Maybe. before because she's such a melt. She's not a melt. That's such a horrible thing to say. She's listening right now. You're after calling her a melt and her boyfriend I'm joking, is ignoring Ali. her. I'm joking, Ali. I'm sorry, Ali. My apologies. I'm just saying, I just think personally you're probably overreacting a little bit. Should he take it down? That's cancel culture. He shouldn't be getting cancelled for that. No. If he is giving you other reasons to be suspicious, which you've come up with and said, no, he's not yet. Okay, I know you're you're zoning in on the fact that he's still wearing presents that she got him and you're scared that they could still be talking. I wouldn't worry too much about that. But I also wouldn't like if he was wearing a watch that she gave him. But that's just my opinion. And I know this is probably going to fuel your anxiety even more. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm having a look back through my Instagram right now. Because I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll try and see what happens if I did it. I don't think there's any pictures of my exes on my Instagram. But you see, the the best thing about your relationship is you're with her so long that an ex before her was so long ago. Instagram wasn't even invented. Exactly. Like, genuinely, it wasn't. So you don't really have an issue. It, it would be different if you were going out two years and you had a five-year relationship before that and a four-year relationship before that. I'm just trying to see if I have any pictures of my ex on my Instagram. You're in one of those cushy situations where an ex was when you were 16 and it doesn't really count. Most people go through, you know, a few frogs. Let me see here now. Is there anything at all? Show me what she looks like. Uh, I can't I can't find it. Oh yeah, I'll show her what she looks like. <laughs> now he's just showing me a picture of a horse. 
Okay. Good times, you know. We all make mistakes. Oh, unfortunately, I don't. I don't have any photos. No, because you were 16. I have a photo of someone who got in a lot I of know you. I know you well enough. You would be so annoyed if she did that. But again, you're going out so long that that will just never happen. So, it doesn't really count. So, what am I going to say to you? I'm going to say, maybe cool the jets a little bit. I mean, how do you get back talking though? Because she can't just give in and go, okay, I'm sorry for overreacting. If it's hurting her feelings, she should be allowed to say it and have him understand. Yeah. Like you can't just get annoyed with someone and then they storm off and then you go and, what, apologise for them not listening to you or yeah. caring about your feelings? So how does she get back talking to him again? Make some a sandwich. And then he takes down the post. No, but it is an awful situation to be in. It's not awful. There are far worse situations to be in. It's definitely not awful. He's igno- he's ignoring her because she came to him with a concern. That's yeah, because he is he's, he's chronically afraid of confrontation and conflict, like loads of lads. Yeah, so he disappears off, yeah. and what he just stays off until she gets back and says sorry, uh, back may- in touch. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Ali, I hope we've confused you to no uh, to no point at all with that it could be the start of something extremely toxic though if he's going to just not engage with conversation over something like this and it's upsetting you what think about bigger things that could happen yeah fair enough if they're not going to address that that'll uh, obviously sow the seeds for doubt for a hell of a lot of uh, time to come in the future as well but Ali uh, I don't know don't listen to Cormac and just uh, if you want to have a happy life don't listen to me I think that's the yeah. best. No, if you want to have, have a happy life, Ali, why don't you let your boyfriend do other women? Literally go off and do whatever he wants and make him a sandwich and Cormac will think you're the best crack ever. Ali, 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 you got to ask yourself, whose relationship advice should you be accepting? Seriously, who lives alone with a cat or someone who's getting married next Should year? we interview your fiancé right. or... Yeah, come on. She'll should be like, do grand it? job. Oh, she can't come on the phone right now. She's making me a sandwich for when we're home after. Of course she is, yeah. <laughs> Your door is going to be locked and you're going to be sleeping outside. Sleeping in the car again this evening. Uh, Ali, thanks for sending us in a a message. Still to come on the show, by the way, pain, how orgasms can manage your pain just as well as drugs. You'll be hearing from a professor over at German University. She's a neuroscientist who has written a book on how various different things from intimacy to hugging can alleviate pain just as well as drugs can. Next, though, we uh, need your advice on which part of Dublin we'll be remixing next. We do it every week. Uh, We've done everywhere from Blanche to Clondalkin to Tala, but we need to pick the next place next and we'll be taking some suggestions uh, after the break with music from Calvin Harris and Rihanna this is what you came for it's F104 you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long FM 104 Cormac and Saoirse here that was Rihanna Calvin Harris this is what you came for and every week on the show you, if you've listened in we've been taking a different part of Dublin and remixing it into a scaldy banger yup 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 probably Ballybrack in a minute Ballybrack was the last place we've done we kicked it off with Fingless let's get down let's get down and we've done Stalorgan. Touch me in Stalorgan and Bondi at night. I mean, I really think this should be called like the butcher shop. Yeah, You're killing it. You're killing it. Turn it up. This is the best part. The oh, this bit here. Yeah, here we go. Lock here we go. Ears. Ready? Take the Lewis Green Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Voice of an angel. I'm kind of like Charlotte Church. Yeah, exactly like Charlotte Church. I think that's what most people would describe it as. So we've, we've done those as well. Um, we've done Lucan and Clondalkin as well. Where's our uh, Clondalkin? It's Clondalkin. Then Saturday and Sunday. Woo! The Black Line Pub. Black Line. Saturday and Sunday. Woo! 
Yeah, not bad. That I mean, was a great song. Uh, Lucan, um, Lucan didn't go down too well at all. So, um, that was the song's fault though A lot of people Maybe got a lot of hate over that Maybe the Lucan people Aren't proud of Jedward They've been doing God's work over the last while Calling out uh, the music industry And contracts and like But where are we doing next? Okay. Good point Where are we doing next? I mean We could always do Clontorf We could always do Hoth Rath Mines I still want to do Rath Mines Quite a lot Because Anne Lee Ann Two Lee times With two times one Anne Lee um, Column sent in This one for Ballymun Now this one could be used For a lot of different places uh, it, It's not a bad song We kind of want to oh, keep I them I love this song We do want to keep them The scaldier And the scaldy bangery Or the better Yeah this is a good one so where's this for Ballymun? Take me to the Ballymun. Oh yeah. You know? Take me to the Ballymun. Oh no, that's high for me. That's very high. So I'm I'll do saying. that bit. I'll do what that mean bit. You'll do that bit. I'll do that bit. I can obviously sing higher than you. I don't know about that. Go on, what's the highest note you they can hear. sing there? No, Go I on. have to wait, wait, wait for it. I'll do it. <clears throat> no, it's, it's my as well. Go on, sing, sing the highest note you can sing. No, you have to let me intro the bit where it's take me to the Ballymun. And I'll do it. Oh damn, I missed it. No, no, no. It's up here, it's up here. Okay, wait, wait, go back. Okay, go on. Take me to the Ballymun. <laughs> oh, God, that's bad. Oh, no, no, that's bad. Um, that that could work for Ballymun. So just so Take you know... Me. Stop, stop. Whoa. Take me to the Ballymun. Turn the mic off now for health and safety reasons. Yeah, maybe maybe the Ballymun column is too high, but we just so you know, right? We've done Stalorgan, Ballybrack, Finglas, Drimna, Watkinstown, Blanchestown, Clondalkin, Lucan, Swords, Talla, Ballybrack. So we've had suggestions for, as you mentioned, Holt, Ballyfermot, Ballymun, Ratmines, Ratmines. Where else? We're clearly leaving out loads of air. Uh, Crumlin, oh, Crumlin could be another decent one as well. Yeah, and. Oh, lovely. Loads of texts after coming in there. Um, last minute for, for the last thing. Um, where are we doing? Where is next that we need to do? Um, we've done Swords and Scaries. Dorky? Is there a song for Dorky? We just have to play some Enya. Yeah. Sail away. Da, 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 da. Um, Malahide has come in a few times as well. Yeah. Dunleary. I mean, Dunleary would be a very difficult one to do. Very difficult. Too difficult, I I'm would trying say. to think of songs for Dunleary. No, t- there's none. Dun Leary, Dun, there might be. So, yeah, Malahide, we could do. Port Marnock as well. And they'll be very popular this week as well because everyone's going out to the beach. Maybe we should oh, do yeah. Dolly Mount. Dolly Mount. Dolly Mount is a good one. Well, you could do Clontorf because it's Dolly Mount. Dolly Mount is Clontorf. Yeah. It isn't Clontorf, Dolly Mount. That's what I mean, yeah. So, yeah. Clontorf could be up there, you know. Bull Wall. A lot of stuff goes on out. We could just do. Search, 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 search. Sound from Clontorf. It's my song. Oh, you just want 10 minutes of. Just me. Search, yeah. Search, yeah. I'm just trying to think of a song that would work with Clontorf. Take me to the Clontorf. Oh, all my friends would love it. Back in the Wes days when we used to go there. That gang of us that used to go, the guys and the girls, and all be on to this next. Is there any scooter songs? I'd be the coolest Jumping person Jumping all over Clontorf. <laughs> oh yeah, this one. Let um, me see. Nah, I that. still think we should do um, Maniac 2000 for, for Clontorf. Oh, we loved that song in the cricket club. Uh, I don't Back think it in would the day. work, though, would it? I don't think oh, it would work at all. We can make anything work. Oh, yeah. This is way better. This is our song. This is a great song, friends. I just don't know how it would be. 
I just don't know how this would fit in for Clontarf. Clontarf. Do you think you're better off? In Clontarf. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Oh, please, can, can we like, do Clontarf? Walk with me. Ooh. Uh, well, listen, the decision isn't mine and it's not Saoirse's. It is your decision. So where's home? Where's Dublin? Where would you like us to butcher next? Uh, let us know. 0876797104. The scallier song, the better, by the way. But just let us know where you would like us to remix into a song for this week. We need to make a decision uh, by tomorrow and get that done for Friday's show. All right, so... Do you think you're better off in Hoth? This could work for it. You're better off in Hoth. That might work I for I think Clontarf's better. Do you think you're, you're better off in Clontarf? I would have said Clontarf. Uh. Do you think you're better And then we could sing Clontarf, Clontarf. is not the Irish song. You think you're better off in Clontarf. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's a great I'm song. Feeling, I'm not feeling that one at all. If you're for Clontarf, back me up on uh. this one. God. Come on, I need my own song. I yeah. need my own area. Come on. I'm just trying to think, is there something that'll work better for Clontarf song-wise? Well, I'll leave you sleep on it. We'll have a think about it. Anyway, Clontarf, Saoirse is forging her way to it. If you don't want to hear Clontarf being done this week and it's where you are from, whether it's uh, Darndale, Malahide, Port Marnock, uh, Terranure, we've done Walk and Sale, what am I on about? Uh, let us know where you would like us to do. Nominate your area where you're from, where's home? 0876797104. On the way next, little Nas Montero and uh, Shane Cod get out of my head. It's a- you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. Running with my Ramblers back, run along to Valley Brack. She I, sounds unreal. Oh, she's absolutely whopper, yeah. Thank you, Auto Tune. Uh, listen, they've been progressively getting less bad as the weeks have gone on, but we need to figure out what are we, where are we doing this week. So, where is home? Where would you like us to do? 0876797104. Uh, Melissa's got in touch and suggested. Now, a tricky one. She has suggested a Wigfield song. Now, I've never heard this Wigfield song in my life. Have you ever heard this? No. It kind of sounds like. Um, oh. What's that song? Probably her other Wakefield song. No, it sounds like... Turn it down for a sec. Turn, it sounds like... What song am I thinking of? This is wrecking my head. No, the, no, no. No. What other song was Wakefield famous for? Bloody hell. Saturday Night. Saturday Night? Yeah, same person. It bloody sounds like it as well. Oh, it's the same... Uh, obviously the Saturday same... Saturday Night. Uh, same sound that they're going for. They were trying to obviously uh, piggyback off the success of that song and just created. But she thinks that that Sexy Eyes ones might work for uh, Rat Minds. I'd rather kinda. Saturday Night though. Um, someone has said for Clontarf, so she can't get you out of my head. Um, okay. Can't get you out of my head. I just don't know how we're fitting Clontarf into that. No, and I'm not a fan of that song, to be honest. Does I'm not, not a fan of her. Does not have to be walking, or does not have to be Clontarf, by the way. It kind of does, though. Saturday night. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, Spice Girls. Um, what Spice Girls one, Melissa? Uh, hi, you guys. You could do Carrick Mines and use the pie and poker face. Yeah. Um, Marino, it's come in a suggestion. Basement Jacks. Oh, yes. Romeo for Rialto. What a song. Oh, I love that song. That's on my Scaldi playlist. Basement Jacks. Okay, but I'm trying to think of Rialto now. Um, okay, thanks for sending that in, but... Oh. You used to be Rialto. Yes! Yes, let's do it. I used to live there. 
Did you actually? I lived there for four years, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I lived there all through college. Uh, okay, so let me write these down to make sure what the suggestions have come in. We've had... Rialto! Yeah, let's do it! Rialto! <laughs> We've got Rialto. We have got Rathmines. Cluntorf. Yeah. And where else? Uh, and last few messages that have come in here. Um, stop sending us in so, Krispy yeah, Kreme Rob, signs. My God, he still hasn't brought me Krispy Kremes, uh, but it's fine. I Don't got worry you a coffee. About it. I got you a coffee and some things today. You didn't get me Krispy Kremes though. I got you the other thing. You didn't get me Krispy Kremes. I mean, you didn't shut your mouth. When's the last time you got me a coffee and some chocolate? I didn't ask Shocking. for those things. You know, you try and be nice and you get it thrown back in your face. That's the last coffee. And what's the Reese's cups yeah, I got? I, got I wanted Reese's Krispy Kremes. Disgusting, shocking! Get thrown. Never be nice, folks. Never try and go out of your way to be sound to people. No, be just, be nice and go out of your just, way. They'll just throw it back. Don't in your don't face. do a half-ass job. Dun, dun, it's like getting me a bunch of flowers in Tesco. I'm never gonna. You never, know, you need to go to the florist. Never make an effort, lads. Ever There's nothing wrong again. with Tesco's flowers, by the way. But if you're if you're going all out, you need to go to a florist and pick the flowers she wants. Right. Don't just pick up any old ones. What do you know about that now? Uh, okay, so it's between Rialto, Rathmines, Clontarf. Uh, Rialto, Rathmines, Clontarf. Where else did we have? I think that was pretty much it. I like the Rialto one. It's very good. Rialto's not a bad one at all. All right, last few moments for suggestions to send in. 0876797104. Where are we going to be doing this week? You're happy to suggest in or you're free to suggest in. Absolutely nowhere as well. Welcome to Miami. Will Smith from Marino. Welcome, Welcome to, to Marino. Marino. Then, yeah, it's decent. Yeah, I like that. It's a duet as well. I could be Will and you could be that. Welcome to Miami. I could, but you know. Is Marino that big? Marino's small enough, isn't it? No, Marino's big. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Marino's big enough, isn't it? Marino. Yeah. Marino, or they have an institute of education. That's pretty decent. Decent size. It's not, like, population size, how big is it? Anyway, oh, we'll, sort that. Big, yeah. we'll add that to the list. That Will Smith one isn't a bad shout as well. Welcome to Marino. But I, I think we need to stick to the point now. We need to stick to the Scaldi dance tune. 
Basement yeah. Jacks is perfect. Rialto's well, perfect. Clontarf is perfect with... Basement Jacks isn't Scaldi, oh. right? It's in my Scaldi playlist. We'll get through the scooter and we'll get through a few old school Euphoria tracks and DJ Quicksilver. It'll be a bit of crack. Uh, okay, let us know your area that you would like us to do this week. We'll uh, throw it in the mix. It seems to be between Marino, Rialto, Clontarf, Ratmines. If you want to add to the list, you're more than welcome to grab your phone, let us know. And let us know why we should choose your area. Like what's famous about Clontarf, Rialto, Marino? Who grew up there? What are the famous estates, chippers, takeaways, pubs? Places of note and interest. Right? I know someone that's famous from Clontarf. It's, don't say Sir Shalong, all right? You, <laughs> you cannot say yourself. I am Sir the Shino. most famous person to come out of Clontarf. And uh, do you know when they've organised to get your head out of your own ass? Or is that. Um, you know, I think it's Brian O'Driscoll. Yeah, Brian O'Driscoll's from Clontarf. No, he's not. Yes, he is. And his no. dad was a doctor in Clontarf. No, lies. Yeah, true story. Lies, lies, lies. True, 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 true. Uh, listen, let us know. On the way next, though, we have to go to a woman who's been studying pain and how orgasms might just be as effective at relieving that pain, especially from migraines. If you suffer from migraines, uh, migraines, orgasms can help relieve the pain uh, and other things, intimacy, human touch, and even hugs. She's a neuroscientist from uh, the University of Durham, Amanda Ellison, Professor Amanda Ellison. She's on the way next. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's room one of four. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. Now, if you're the type of person who suffers from migraines, I imagine that's got to be a bit of a pain in the head, literally, and no pun intended, but there is something that can help alleviate the pain, um, not just from medication, but apparently sex and orgasms and things like that might play a role in helping you get over the headache hump. Joining us now to talk about this, Professor Amanda Ellison. She's authored a book, Splitting the Inside Story on Headaches. But Professor, very welcome to the show. Thanks for popping on. Well, thank you for having me. Now, obviously, this is very interesting. Uh, I would have thought that orgasms, because you're tired afterwards, would have given you more of a headache because you're probably dehydrated. Well, that's a good point, sir. Dehydration has a huge role to play in headaches because... If you're dehydrated, your brain actually literally shrinks and it pulls on the covering around your brain called the meninges and that causes pain. So, so hydration is a huge, huge factor in, in headaches. But there's loads and loads of different things that actually can cause headaches and all the different types of headaches that there are. And we know that there are lots of chemicals inside of our brain that actually helps us deal with the pain of headache. And some of those are, are chemicals called serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin. And it turns out that lots of these are released by doing things that we like to do and um, intimacy and having a hug and having a nice chat with some friends and indeed sex too. I'm not saying that it's a good idea to initiate sex if your partner is in the throes of a migraine. That's not something that's, that's going to actually work out for you, I'm pretty sure. But in terms of keeping all of these nice neurochemicals topped up, this is one of the ways that we do it in our normal functioning lives. Because I, I know, I just imagine there might be one or two lads listening going, even if she says she's a headache, I'm trying to help. And then it's just going to cause absolute chaos and we'll be blamed for that. There's a window. There's a window <laughs> of opportunity here. And the thing about intimacy and sex is it's such a magical undertaking, which actually I should point out is not something that you should point out in the middle of foreplay. It kills the mood. I can imagine so. So would this work then for pain as well? So we're just talking about headaches here, but like, you know, maybe if you have back pain, could it work to kind of numb that even temporarily? We know the people who are suffering from chronic pain, their levels of these kinds of hormones are quite low anyway. So there's a big, big link between the amount of pain that people feel and how happy they are. So people who are really, really happy tend to have higher tolerances for pain, whereas people who are who are unhappy 
have lower tolerances for pain. There's a chicken and egg issue here. If you suffer from pain for a long period of time, you are not going to be happy. But when we look at the neurochemicals involved in this, you can really, really see where the dips and troughs of these kinds of neurochemicals live in relation to the behaviors that you display. So in theory, yes, a little bit of a boost, a bit of intimacy, a hug, a nice conversation with a friend, anything that gives you a little bit of a boost, a bit of a reward, something that actually makes you feel good about yourself, that's all going to help in how it is that your brain regulates the pain that it's feeling. And again, just if someone is experiencing chronic pain, the advice is not to say, I'll just cheer up, will you? It'll make you feel better. Pain is a really, really interesting thing. And the way you process pain is different to the way I would process pain. And, and the, the the kinds of pain that you think are excruciating, I might not find are excruciating. And of course, there's that age-old difference between women and men and whether there's a difference in tolerance there and whether or not childbirth is worse than standing on a Lego brick in the middle of the night in your bare feet, which is what <laughs> men think is the worst pain ever we find in research. And, and there's there's two main parts of your brain that are involved in these kinds of things. This is the sensory component, sure, but there's another component called the affective component. And that's really sensitive to lots of different things, like your experience, the experience of your parents, how you were brought up, when you were brought up, air pollution, what you eat, whether or not you have a dog, whether or not you believe in God. All of these things can affect how it is you perceive pain. And that's totally different to all of us. That's actually very interesting because you often think of like friends of yours that might be very negative and how they were brought up. Their parents tend to be the same, always complaining. There's always something wrong. And then in turn, they feel worse about situations that you'd think, but you have a great life. Yeah, yeah, this is absolutely it. And the funny thing is, you know, we're seeing this a lot now in, in medicine. When you go to your GP and say, you know, doctor, I'm in pain. And doctor says, well, you know, is that is, you know, how, how bad is that pain? Oh, it's a it's a one million out of 10. You know, it's, it's off the scale. And, and you know, GPs are, are people too, and they want to help you and they want to prescribe something to remove that symptom. But we need to get beyond that culture and we need to start scratching the surface and saying, why do people feel the way they do? Because drugs actually will, will help us with the sensory components of pain but they don't help us with the effective component of pain. So what we need to do is actually prescribe more and more and more of these really, really heavy duty drugs in order for you to feel any benefit. And that's because actually there's a little bit of addiction going on there and there's a little bit of tolerance going on there. You're getting used to it. But what we're not doing is we're not treating the thing that's causing the pain. We're treating your perception of the pain. And that's an entirely different thing. So we need to actually treat that another way through talking ter- therapies or through through exercise or through coping mechanisms for pain and try to, to play with that balance between the sensory component and the affective component. So can you, by changing your beliefs or perception about a certain situation, or as you say, developing coping skills for, for whatever situations in life, then change how you're experiencing physical pain? Mm. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Your brain is that powerful. You can you can change people's ability to cope with their pain and that can then change their perception, the pain that they are in. Now, this is where it all gets very um, interesting because this is all very subjective, isn't it? You know, I, t- I ask you how much pain are you in and Cormac, you may say, well, it's a five and Saoirse, you might say, what are you talking about? It's a one that's not even doesn't even hit the scale. We're all different in that respect. 
But the one thing that is the same for all of us is our mobility. So one of the things that we're doing, I, I, I run an institute for health and well-being at Durham University. And one of the things that we're trying to do is actually determine an objective measure of pain and link this to how it is that people are feeling so that we can separate out things like mobility and the things that actually affect people's ability to, to live their lives. And then separate that out from how they feel and their experience of that pain or that illness or whatever it might be. And then see how it is that we can balance one of those against the other. It's really interesting, though, because I have friends kind of all around the world. And I find that in Ireland, because we don't get that much sunlight for most parts of the year, I find during those darker months that I am feeling sicker or just down on myself a lot more. So it is a little bit trickier probably for us, you know, compared to somebody that might be living in a very nice climate? Well, yeah, like the Maldives, I would suggest. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I completely agree. This is related to seasonal affective disorder um, and, and, and lots and lots of us suffer with this. Things seem worse in the winter when there's less light. And, and that's a really interesting thing. Something as simple as light can be used as a treatment to make people happier. There's a pathway from your eyes through a place called your hypothalamus, which is the best part of your brain ever, but it rules everything, all of your hormones and everything. And that actually boosts, it elevates the mood hormone, which is called serotonin. And it works in balance with melatonin, which is the thing that actually makes us drowsy and sleepy. So not enough light and you get melatonin, you go to sleep, your 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 whole body is, is in a much more depressed state. Whereas um, if you're getting enough light, then you get a boost of serotonin, happy hormone. Yay, I'm ready for the day, that kind of thing. So even something as simple as making sure that people get enough light throughout the winter can boost mood, boost these neurochemicals that mean that these neurochemicals block the pain signals coming through your body into your brain. So if you have enough of them, then that means you don't feel pain to the same degree as you might have had your serotonin levels not been that high. Using this in, in, in intensive care units at the moment because it's full of artificial light and people actually develop delirium through this and, and, and they, they become disconnected from the world. And we know now that actually something as simple as introducing natural light to these patients can have such an effect on their brain that, that they get better faster and they don't suffer from these kinds of, of, of delirium type episodes, which are very distressing. If you've just tuned in, we're chatting to Professor Amanda Ellison. She has uh, written a brand new book called Splitting the Inside Story on Headaches. So we're just talking about your pain and, and alternatives to, to drugs for relieving that pain. Everything from hugs to being intimate with a special other might make you feel a little bit better. But um, obviously in this book that you've written, uh, you've done a huge amount of research that's gone into it. But for you, what were what was one or two of the most interesting things that you have found popped out from your your research and your work into this? Gosh, where did I start? I, there, there were a few really, really interesting things around around um, myths, shall I say. So things that, that actually are really easy to debunk. So you've all probably heard about monosodium glutamate as being a big trigger for migraine in particular. And it turns out that's the biggest myth going. It's 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 really not. And and it, there's a whole big long story around this, but 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 it's really something that came from a letter that went to a medical journal in, in America. And it, it was actually a, an immigrant to America from China who said, you know, I, I don't get this kind of headache. Sorry, he said illness. And um, when I've been to um, when I when I cook at home, but when I go to a Chinese restaurant in the States, um, I, I feel ill. And I think it's because 
the restaurants use lots of monosodium glutamate. And this led to a huge um, issue with people banning monosodium glutamate in their food because they thought it caused um, illness and headaches, and lots of, of uh, barbaric animal experiments. But that's really interesting. Yeah. So if someone is, is there anything then for people when you get hit with a migraine? Thankfully, touch wood, I've never um, suffered with migraines, but who knows? There's years left ahead. But is there anything, you know, people can do in the moment if you're experiencing a migraine that helps? Yeah. I mean, the, th- the main thing that um, my my migraine sufferers or my migraineurs, as we call them, um, do is they try to learn how to predict when a migraine is going to happen. So, you know, they stay away from the triggers. Okay, that's great. But sometimes you just can't, you can't get away from it. And and, and it's cumulative, isn't it? It's a little bit like stress headaches. It's not just one thing that's going to set you off. It's going to be lots of different things that necessarily you can't, can't control. The migraine in particular, that whole episode will happen, start to happen about three days in advance of when the pain actually hits you. So oh. recognizing when that's happening is really important because you can take steps in that period to head off the headache, pardon the expression, Hmm. you know what I mean? So if you can recognize when, and it's really bad, I mean, 50% of people can only recognize that it's coming 50% of the time. Okay, so really, really bad at this. Um, And actually it's relatives that are really good at at saying, "Oh, oh, I think you're getting a headache. It might be that you're stumbling over your words a little bit. It might be that you're craving chocolate because chocolate's packed with tryptophan, which is a chemical that gets turned into serotonin in your body. Boom. Excellent. Mm. Chocolate is medicine. And, and it may be this, that you're, um, you're yawning a lot more because yawning introduces air to your brain and, and cools it off, but also boosts levels of, of dopamine, which is that reward hormone I was telling you about. And all of these different neuro, neurochemicals are, are imbalanced and that's what causes the, the migraine episode. So what's actually happening in this, this up to three day period is that you might be feeling a little bit off. You might be feeling a little bit foggy. You might be, um, you might be behaving in ways that actually you're trying to self-medicate. So you're eating more chocolate. You're feeling more needy. Right. So you're feeling a bit more huggy, a little bit more needy. The desirability scores of migraine is 20 percent higher than everybody else. Right. So so they, they are self-medicating with intimacy. And that's in order to boost these, these neurochemicals in this period of time. Now, of course, we'll never know how many headaches we actually managed to head off this way because we have no evidence of something that didn't happen. But there is this, this period of time that it's a critical period whereby you actually have a window to, to try to, to avoid the headache. And there are medications out there um, probably the, the most ubiquitous ones on the market are, are called tryptin, somatryptin. And what they do is they play with the balance of serotonin again um, inside your brain and, and histamine and, and other things that are causing inflammation inside of your head. So um, so there are things that you can do now, much more prevalent than they were 15, 20 years ago. But I guess trying to see when actually the whole headache experience or the migraine episode started that's the key. Okay, and I assume screen time as well is causing huge amount of headaches for people as well. Indeed, yes. Yeah. Screen time is, is difficult. It's difficult because you've got to be very careful of the flicker rate of your screen because migraineurs are very sensitive to that. But actually, for any other kinds of headaches like um, tension type headaches, stress headache, it's been a really stressful year. I think we'd all agree mm. with that. We've all had at least one or maybe 11 million stress mm. headaches 
over the past year. Yeah. Stress headaches come from sure the emotional stress of everything that we're dealing with right now, but also the posture that we have when we're when we're having screen time and having all of these endless zooms and what have you. That means that our body feels like it's tense. And how does our brain interpret that? You've got to be stressed. So for your brain, it's exactly the same response. It will interpret bodily tension as a stress response. And all of the same hormones are, are, are released for that. You get adrenaline, you get cortisol, all of these different things that change the inflammation inside of your brain and inside of, of your, your head. And that's what causes the headache. It's, it's all of your headaches in the end are the same. They're all caused by a widening of blood vessels inside of your head to bring more blood to your brain. Now, obviously, your brain's the most important organ in your body. So if these burst, then that's really not good. Blood is incredibly toxic to your brain. And that's why it's kept separate through the blood-brain barrier. So you don't want those two things mixing. So the pain that you have in your head is a very early warning system. And so you've got to take it seriously, really. So what do you do? Well, you know, you can take your paracetamols or your ibuprofen, and that will reduce the inflammatory response in it, and it'll constrict the, the blood vessels again back to normal. But if you don't address the underlying cause of the headache, they're just mm. going to keep coming back. So that's, I think, what, what the main message of the book is, is that let's try and understand these headaches for you so that you can understand what it is that you can do best about them. Well, there's a huge amount of, of information there. And if you're a migraine sufferer and you're listening and you want a bit more information, I'm sure you can delve in and get a ton more in uh, Professor Allison's book, which is called Splitting the Inside Story on Headaches. And he said that was the, the main message you wanted to wrap with. The one I wrote down from you was chocolate is medicine. That's going to be my main message that I take from that. Chocolate movie and hugs are medicine. But Professor, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thanks a minute for popping on FM 104. We will chat you again soon. Lovely. Take care. And that is uh, pretty much it for us this evening. Thank you very much for tuning in. Back to some of the messages in about the song we're going to choose. Uh, I love the one from it's Dave Rat at Minds when the crowd says, Bo, the Stella. That's a Craig David classic. Beautiful song, yeah. Being, being mixed into that. Alan, I will say, Two Unlimited, No Limits for a song about Ballyfermot. Bally, no. How would that work? No, see, some of them don't work. I think, lads, you need to sing this yourselves. Well, maybe we're just not getting it right. I can kind of half see where he's coming from. But anyway, um, we'll add those to the list and we'll make a decision tomorrow night on the show. So you can send us in any more suggestions of places you would like us to do. And remember, tomorrow night on the show, 10 o'clock, Psychic Tools is back. Cannot wait. We, we have already got questions in. Yeah, so if you would like a reading tomorrow night from our tarot cards or just want to ask our Magic 8-Ball about your life, about your future, because remember, you cannot rely on Neffet, Ronan, Tony, Simon, Stephen. Like, what is Stephen doing with himself these days? Looking for followers. <laughs> it's just That's it. He's buying followers for his Twitter account. Anyway, uh, we will give you answers to your future tomorrow night on Psychic Tools and also be chatting to guys who are giving you a chance to get a scholarship to study cannabis over in the United States at a university level. Ridiculous stuff. Again, cheers for tuning in this evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow night from nine and good good, good luck. See you. Bye now. And Iwa. Iwa. Bye. Look, bye You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.